This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, we are back. Hour number two. And as I said earlier, if you're driving through, listening to us for the first time, thank you very much. We appreciate it. KLZ 560. You can listen to us online. Uh, Just go to the website, klzradio.com. There's also an app, KLZ Radio. You can find it on the App Store or the Google Play Store. Myself, Andy Pate, Richard Battle joining us now. Which, Richard, for all of you listening, is out of Dallas, Texas. We won't hold that against Richard, because he probably has a little better weather than we have right now, but maybe you don't, Richard. You tell us. Good afternoon, John and Andy. Thank you so much for having me, and our weather's a little cloudy and cool. Okay. Well, cloudy and cool. So we're, we are 44. Are you higher than us, Richard? A little bit. Okay. Not much, though. Okay. All right. Not much. All right. So Thanksgiving. Let's talk about that. It's coming up tomorrow. Thankfulness. You know, that, that's really, let, let's face it, Richard and Andy, the, you know, the formation of this country came from a lot of individuals that took huge risks. The very first Thanksgiving, literally, they were celebrating the fact that they survived and they were literally thanking the Lord that they had. Richard, I said this the other day, and I mean this. If our founding fathers and even those original pilgrims could look at our dinner tables today and what we have at our disposal, <laughs> they would have no idea that's where we'd be today, would they? Well, absolutely. And, and it's even closer than that. Our parents could only dream of the things mm. that we have today. True. And our grandparents couldn't even conceive of what we have today. So it's, it's closer two generations away. And you're correct, and I believe we should have a thankful heart every day. Mm. And I try to start the day with Thanksgiving and end the day, and I'm always amazed that there's at least one thing that happened yeah. during a day that amazed me and I'm thankful for that I never anticipated. Amen. Richard, how would the Founding Fathers feel looking, or the Puritans, looking forward and seeing how little thankfulness mm. there is around the dinner table and around our country at whole? Well, I think that's the thing that's most astounding, because they were thankful to God for the provisions, and it's been misstated about the Indians and their involvement. It wasn't thankful for the Indians, it was thankful for the Creator God who helped them survive after that first winter, and half of them died, and they had to make crops and everything, and I think they would be astounded that there's so little recognition of God in our lives and the thankfulness for that provision that we're given. Mm -hmm. And our pop culture and media just drives that all the time. Yep, sure does. You know, can I say something kind of sad about Thanksgiving? Because I think the Puritans would look at the concept today of safe spaces, 
first of all, they would laugh out loud. Then mm-hmm. they would gather themselves <laughs> and start laughing again. Yes. Okay. But we have made the Thanksgiving gathering a safe space because nobody can talk politics, nobody can talk religion. Good point. Basically, we have decided that the only way we can coexist on that day and act thankful is to shut up. Hmm. And I'm not saying well, I'm all in favor of tearing into people about politics or religion. I get that. I, I understand. But wh- where's the civil discourse, Andy? I, Why can't we do that anymore? Well, yeah, there's so much at stake and there's so much rage in general. Have we just become a people who cannot coexist? Hmm. Well, that that's exactly correct. And it's, it's a shame. And that's one of the things that I try to put forward is discussing issues in ways that we can have a civil discourse and either agree to disagree or modify our our, our thoughts. I was uh, signing books last weekend at the Southern Christmas show in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I was introducing the Made in America by Americans, not Americans, and I used the word saying it was a patriotic book. And one lady looked at me and said, well, I'm on the other side. And my jaw about hit the floor because I'm old enough to remember when both sides of the political spectrum Mm. were patriotic and Mm. loved our country. And it's a shame someone would think that their side of the political aisle could not be patriotic these days. That that one, Richard, I I, like you, my 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 floor, you know, my chin would have hit the floor as well. And I would have had to have said uh, time out. I, I thought. That's one of the areas we can have some common ground in. So I guess what you're telling me is because you look at life differently than I, you, we together can't be both patriotic? I'm, I'm confused. Well, that's exactly true. And what's interesting to me is the pop culture and media just push what's unhappiness. It's a self-centered, short-term, very materialistic. It creates envy, that envy and materialistic and equity that are being pushed right now in government are further dividing people more than it should when I believe we are blessed with an equality and an opportunity to pursue our dreams, and we're all different. And Mm -hmm. All we have to do is look at within a family, if you have multiple children, and it doesn't matter what parents do, you can't make the children alike. So why would anyone think that any government could make all of the people alike and equitable? Right. Richard, don't you think government really was empowered to split us up when they basically made it in this country to where one group can vote themselves another group's money? Okay, so the larger group can vote them, vote up, you know, raise taxes on the smaller group and. And now you've got resentment of one group. You've got dependence on the other with the other group, dependency with the other group. And I mean, it, I just think that it fostered tremendous resentment when you allow people to vote themselves other people's money. Well, it, and it perpetuates. It just keeps going. That, that's absolutely correct. And I can't remember who said it years ago that once people realized they could vote themselves money from the Treasury, then that, yeah. that corruption yeah. that would follow would be the end of us. And we have an administration that's perpetuating that every day right now in every facet of the government. And that's a shame because instead of us being grateful for what we have, it promotes the envy and selfishness and immaturity of what we don't have. And people who focus on themselves and what they don't have cannot be happy people. Nope. 
Richard, how does pop culture and media incentivize our unhappiness? How do they make us less than we are? Well, I'll give you one simple example that I kind of chuckle at, but it's so true. It's as simple enough as watching the home improvement shows on television, and all they do is perpetuate this thought of, wow, I, I need to do this to be happy to my house in the remodeling industry. And I shouldn't say that, but uh, my grandmother's... No, and I think they all would agree with you that, you know, and the other thing about some of those shows, of course, is some of the expectations of what's out there outside of that show, even for some of the sponsors, Richard, are probably higher than what they should be. In other words, what some of those folks do on TV, realistic to do inside of your own home anyways. Absolutely not. And it just creates this feeling that materialism will buy happiness. And when we're younger and we're acquiring material things and building our lives, uh, that's one thing. But at, at a certain point, I think we can realize that materialism doesn't buy happiness. No, no. Whether we have it or don't have it, we can be happy without it, and we can be unhappy yep. with it. Yep. And it's how we believe. And that's right. I believe that people have thankful attitudes. A lot of times they'll be faith-based because they believe in a longer-term and beyond our lifetime viewpoint versus uh, current affairs only. Uh, they believe in a creator and an eternity that is beyond this lifetime, which puts things in a broader perspective. Yep. I, I've, I've said this many times. You and I have talked about it as well. And I just, I've seen this throughout my whole life. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes the folks that don't have as much are way more unhappy, jealous, greedy, and so on than the folks that do have. And it's not to say that everybody that has is that same way, because there's a lot of greedy people and unhappy people on that side of the aisle as well, Richard. But what I'm getting at is just because you're living meagerly doesn't mean that you're any happier or, or, or less happy than that person that has means. It all comes back to what you said earlier. It's that comparison game that folks get caught up in, which to Andy's point a moment ago, the media and all that feed as well, that comparison game is a killer. Yes, and I believe the only person we should compete against is who we were yesterday. Good point. Not anybody else. Chuck Swindle said 90% of life is, or 10% of life's what happens to you and 90% is how you respond to it. And yep. so based on our internal faith and beliefs and attitude, we'll respond yep. to other people. Uh, I had a cousin when I grew up, I got his hand-me-down clothes. He had Tonka toys. I never had Tonka toys. Mm. But I never felt an envy or a resentment to him. It's just kind of the way it was. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, my parents didn't use that as a reason to complain about my aunt and uncle and cousins having more than we did. That was just their yep. life versus ours. Yep. And today, too many people promote that je jealousy and envy and selfishness uh, versus what other people have yep. if they don't have it. How do folks find you, Richard? For those folks driving through right now, how do they find you, your works, your books? For those listening, by the way, that maybe have only heard us for the first time, Richard's got lots of different books. Uh, the last one you just heard him mention a moment ago. But, Richard, how do they find you? Well, my website's richardbattle.com. Uh, everything's available there. The uh, Kindle and audios are available on Amazon also. And as my late friend uh, said before he passed with cancer, a happy heart is a thankful heart. Mm -hmm. And a thankful heart is a happy heart. Amen. Richard, happy Thanksgiving to you, and thanks for all that you do for us uh, here on Rush to Reason. We, we, are, we are indebted to you. We appreciate it very much.
Well, happy Thanksgiving to you and your listeners. And as we always say, God bless America. God bless you. I appreciate you very much, Richard. Solar Energy Partners is next. Alan Davis, who, by the way, I got a really nice note from Alan earlier today wishing me a, a great Thanksgiving. And we have got really great partners. That's what I call these guys. There are partners here on Rush to Reason. Alan said, hey, have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for all you do for me. And I, I responded back, Alan, thanks for the support you give us here on Rush to Reason. We really appreciate it. That's the kind of individual Alan is. If you want to know how to save money on your future energy prices, call him today, 303-378-7537. Imagine what having a $0 per month electricity bill would be like in retirement. As soon as you get solar installed with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners, you'll start saving on your power bill. The monthly cost for solar will never increase no matter how much energy you use. Owning solar is like having a net zero power bill that eventually turns into a monthly credit when you finish the monthly payments on the solar panels. What you save can give you extra money each month to use as you see fit. Installing solar used to be cost prohibitive, but not anymore. Just consider the amount of money you shell out every month on your power bill alone. The energy provider profits on that money because it isn't being invested. Investing your payments in solar means that money will actually serve a purpose. When you finish your payments, you won't have to pay for power anymore. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to set up a consultation appointment. 303-378-7537. 303-378-7537. Or visit klzradio.com slash sun. Roof Savers of Colorado, folks. And... Uh, they want to help Dave Hart. He wants to help you save money when it comes to your roof and what's going on there. He can extend the life of, make sure it's properly maintained, and or replace it if needed. So, hey, when we get a break in the action here with the weather, he can do all of that. And we've got that now. 303-710-6916. Leaves are falling. Squirrels are burying their nuts. And pumpkin spice is everywhere. Winter is coming. And you need the assurance that your family has a reliable roof over their heads. Hi, this is Madison Hart. And Elizabeth Hart. Don't want to replace your roof yet? We know just the guy. Call our dad, Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, and he may be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a RoofMax treatment. With a dry roof and a temperature of at least 38 degrees, he can still spray the treatment. And it gets better because RoofMax is one pets and even a squirrel safe. Our dad has helped 95% of his clients avoid a costly replacement. But if your roof needs a replacement, he can do that too. He's just that cool. Need the peace of mind that your roof will hold up through a Colorado winter? Call our dad at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversColorado.com and he will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. All right, for those of you listening, you may be traveling. If you're from Arizona, Colorado, or Wyoming, we have got a mortgage broker for you that can handle all of your needs, whether it's first-time home buying or you've owned numerous homes, you want to buy an investment property, you name it, Kurt Rogers can help you. He is Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, 
262 the third with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. And welcome back to Rush Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. John Rush together with Andy Page. John, let me uh, piggyback a little on what he was saying there. Sure, sure. I think America is sadder because it doesn't know God. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. You see, if you don't know God, you'll always find your value in your deeds, your achievements, and your possessions. In you, your stuff. You've got to pile up or earn up yep. your value. Yep. And and here's that thing that really becomes bad, uh, not just at Thanksgiving, but in the, in the workplace and everywhere you go. If you don't know that you are valued apart from your deeds, achievements, and possessions, you're going to look at all the people around you as your value providers. Like me, appreciate me, affirm me. They got to provide these things for you, and you need a constant diet of them providing you your affirmation because you don't have an eternal one inside you. And really quick here, the biblical example of that, of course, is the woman at the well. Mm Mm-hmm. Where, you know, Jesus said, hey, if you knew the gift of God that it is, you know, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And she's like, well, what do you mean? And basically he says, if you have my living water, you're never going to thirst again. Right. Because you're going to know you're valuable. You're never going to need to get it from another source. I think Americans have absolutely left God. And because of that, we are running around in every direction possible trying to find our value, either from things, achievements, possessions, or from each other. And that comparison game, which, to your point, oh, you yes. know, plays right into that. The, and that's where, folks, you've heard me talk about this numerous times. Those of you maybe listening for the first time haven't. But uh, I'm a big one on the fact that while we all have equal protection and we're equal under the law, we are far from equal. So anytime we try to be equal to the person next to us is when things get all screwed up. And Andy, I'm, I'm afraid that, to your point earlier with Richard Battle, not only does media, but the government uh, on top of it is continuing to perpetuate this whole comparison game of, oh, oh, you've got to be, John, you need to be equal just like Andy. And Andy, you've got to be equal just like Charlie. And equal Charlie. outcomes. Yeah, all, yeah, all yeah. everything. Everything has to be exactly the same. Right. That doesn't exist, folks. Period. No. It does not exist. I'm not Michael Jordan. I can't play. Quit expecting that in your life if that's what you're expecting. Because otherwise, to Andy's point, you will be the most miserable individual on planet Earth. Right. Period. I don't want to lower Michael Jordan so I can, I can like myself. And this is why, if you know God, if you know God, and sorry to go all Christian, I'll no, just do right. this for no, a second. No, you're correct. It's Thanksgiving. It's fine, Andy. If you get your value from your relationship with God, because he looks at you and says, I made you, I love you just the way you are. That's right. And nothing you do can add to that value or detract from that value. At that moment, you realize um, that I have nothing to lose and nothing to gain with what I do in terms of my value. If, If your value is just between you and God, where is comparison with others? 
There isn't. There it isn't doesn't any. exist. It's gone. Okay, now remove God. Cut him off from the top. The comparison game comes back. Totally. Because that's all you have. And the only way you can compare yourself to others is in, say, good deeds. I out-good-deeded this person, out-good-deeded that or one. Possessions, possessions or talents and, or, or, or. Or talents or whatever. And keep in mind, this goes back to the bigger overarching problem. When government then comes in and says, wait a minute, we're going to lower, literally lower, all of the expectations across the board so that everyone is now equal so that what Andy just said a moment ago is more easily attainable. They think that's the fix, which, by the way, all they're doing with all of that is trying to do what Andy's talking about. Government is trying to replace God. That's right. all. That's all they're right. trying to do. That's, that, that's the end result here, folks. Yes. God values all of us equally, but not because of forced equal outcomes. And not because we're all equal. No. He made each one of us to be individuals that are not equal. We're totally different, John. Yes, we're made that way on purpose. We're supposed to be. Yes, and Scripture talks about that. We are not the same. And the moment you let go of that comparison game, you look in the mirror, and guess what happens, John? You like yourself. Yep. You yep. like yourself. Why? Because you know you are liked by somebody who's eternal. You know you are liked by somebody who deserves to, who deserves to like you. Who is higher than God? If the creator of the universe likes me, who else matters? Who can possibly right. detract from that? Doesn't matter, Andy. And, and and folks, I'm going to say this again, especially for some of you driving through, but even some of you that are that are you know here that, that are parked in Colorado that live in this you know Denver Metro uh, up and down the Front Range, Wyoming, Cheyenne, you go all the way to Casper and Nebraska and Kansas and so on. If you attend a church where you're constantly being taught that you're all equal, leave it. That's bad theology because you're not equal. No, Not anywhere close to it. You're equal in value. That's the it. The second you have to be—and by the way, the Bible makes—and folks, uh, by the way, if you're driving through, we normally don't talk about the no. Bible and our faith a lot. Not. This is kind of rare. But, but it goes with Thanksgiving, but, folks. Okay, but remember, 1 Corinthians 12, the many parts of the body— they're all different. Right. And if you think, well, geez, because I'm not an eye, I'm not a, uh, as much a part of the body. No, you or need feet, guy, too. Or if that guy over there isn't like me, he or she is not as, you know, as much a part of the body. In the comparison game, that is thrown out. So yep. if you're in a church that tries to act like everybody... No, if they say equal in value, yes, that's, amen. That's okay. If they act like everybody's got to be equal, equal, like everybody gets a solo... Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. In the, the choir. Door, leave, go somewhere else. You don't want me to be no. your soloist. <laughs> no, nor me. Nor me. Yes. I mean, again, everybody has different talents on purpose. And frankly, folks, it would be a really, really boring earth and boring life if we were all the same. It would. God made us, I believe, because I believe in Creator God, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, His Son, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. Yes, that's the things I believe in. The core doctrines of Christianity, we here at Crawford Broadcasting, myself, Andy, Charlie, we believe in that. So for those of you driving through, maybe you want to know where you guys stand, that's where we stand, okay? Oh, yes. Right, 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 off, right out of the chute, that's where we stand. But outside of that, folks, uh, we are all made uniquely by God himself to be exactly who we are. It's who we're meant to be. It's why you'll hear me at times here on, on the program talk about how I will never apologize for the way God's made me. Right. And John, I know lots of loving, caring people who do not believe in God. I understand that. Who are very affirming and good and do a lot. Of, that's fine. But I'm talking as a culture. Right. We have removed God from our culture and now people are at each other's throats. Yep. 
And, and, and I'll be the first to and say their as, own throats. I'll be, their first, throats. I'll be the first to say as well, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you stop the comparison game. No. There's a lot of Christians out there that are doing the same thing inside the church, comparing themselves to others. They're just as wrong as the folks outside. What we're saying is stop that. Yeah. Because any time you compare yourself to someone else, you're going to lose. Paul would not have had to write 1 Corinthians 12 if it wasn't going on. Precisely, Andy. Yeah. Precisely. So with that, we're going to come back to Scott Garless. And again, we're not all equal as finances. No. Nor will we ever be. Scott's going to talk about the stock market, what's going on there as well. So guys, hang tight. We will come right back. And don't forget the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to really dive into a couple of new movies. One of them, for a lot of you listening that have kids, you're going to want to hear about the new Disney movie at 5 o'clock. So if you're driving, don't turn that dial. Keep listening to us. And if you are driving, you might run out of range on terrestrial radio. You can go right to the app. You can download it and keep listening through, uh, you know, through your 5G, 4, you know, LTE, whatever you're listening to us on as far as your, your data goes. But you can listen to us by going to the App Store, the Google Play Store, KLZ Radio. Find us there. Download the app. And you can continue to listen in the car as well. Bruce Simmons is next. He is our reverse mortgage professor. And again, if you live in the Colorado area, and you'd like to know more about reverse mortgages and whether it's a good fit for you. Because again, back to the comparison game. It's not for everyone. Bruce knows that. In some cases, it's not a good fit. He'll tell you whether it is or isn't. 303-467-7821. I'm Bruce Simmons, KLZ's local reverse mortgage specialist. I recently did a reverse mortgage for KLZ producer Steve Ebling. We knew we were sitting on a pile of equity, buying a house 36 years ago and then having paid it off. The Denver market being what it is, lots of uh, equity there, but it's essentially locked up. You can't really touch it without a tool like a reverse mortgage. Anybody who sits down and discusses this with Bruce will quickly understand that he is a subject matter expert, and I don't know if there's anything out there that he hasn't seen yet. It's just good to have a professional like Bruce in your corner. I don't know that a reverse mortgage is for everybody, but for the people who have thought it through, and again, they obviously they're sitting on some equity and they'd like to use it, I would highly recommend giving Bruce a call. I'd love to help you unlock a portion of the value of your home with a reverse mortgage. Give me a call directly at 303-467-7821. 303-467-7821. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith, who is with us in the 3 o'clock hour, introduced us to a great lady, Cora, who is a physician's assistant. And really, we got a lot of information from her in regards to the vaccines and just different things going on in that world. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, go back and listen to it off the website, RushToReason.com. But if you need Al directly, call him, 303-744-1128. Your retirement plan with Al Smith will consider possibilities that could threaten your nest egg. Hi, this is Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial. With stock market volatility and runaway inflation, your retirement plan probably needs some attention. Call my office and we can sit down and have a conversation to see if you're on track. 303-744-1128. 303-744-1128. It's pretty obvious from everything you see in the news and things that are going on that we are living in uncertain times with inflation and stock market volatility. To see how that may affect you and your plans for retirement, give my office a call and we can sit down and have a conversation. The number is 303-744-1128. 303-744-1128. Call Al Smith today 
or go to klzradio.com slash money. All right, Geno's Auto Service, folks. Anything you need for your vehicle, especially those that may have come to town and might have a problem, they'll be here next week. They can take care of you. 303-794-6700 or find them online, genosautoservice.com. And remember, Geno's is with a J. Geno's Auto Service in Littleton is the place for all of your car care and vehicle maintenance needs. For over 39 years, Geno's has been serving customers along the front range. It won't be long before the cold weather returns, and now is a good time to make sure your vehicles are serviced and in good condition for fall. Geno's will prepare your car with a belt and hose check for cracks and make sure your fluid levels are correct. How long has it been since you've had your oil changed? Geno's can check to see that your heater is working properly. Remember that any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a NAPA Peace of Mind warranty, covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Now, back to Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Myself, Andy Pate, Charlie Grimes. We'll get Scott Garlis going here in just one moment. We'll talk about the stock market, what's happening in, in regards to just you know investments and the holidays and what to expect and so on. And Scott's always got great insight. I, I like Scott a lot. I think it's going to be really interesting with you know hiring actually being down this holiday season, what that means for stocks going forward. Side note, and Scott's not listening, so I feel like I can say this. Okay. Yeah, anytime you start bringing new guests on, which Scott's fairly new to our program. He's been with me now for several months. But in the beginning, you can always, kind of always wonder, right, how, where's everybody stand when it comes to some of the right. political end of things outside of the investing world? Scott and I start – we send all sorts of things back and forth that is very like-minded like what we talk about. So it's been really a lot of fun. Oh, so okay. For a lot of okay. you listening, you may not gather that when we talk because, you know, again, financial guys try to be neutral on all of that because they're just trying to give out investment information and not, you know, throw emotion into it, which I get. Okay, fine. Nothing wrong with that. But Scott's a lot more like us than probably most people would realize. So. Okay. It's been a lot of fun. We, we, we go back and forth on all sorts of things, so it's been a blast. So Scott Garlish joining us now, Stansbury Research. Scott, welcome. How are you, sir? Hey, John. I'm well. How are you today? Good. I got Andy Pate with me, so he's here with me today as well. It's the day before Thanksgiving. So first off, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, guys. And Andy, good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you, Scott. All right, so as with the holidays, Andy and I were just talking about this before you came on. You know, they sort of slow everything down a little bit when it comes to the markets and so on, but yet it doesn't keep that world from rotating. It's going to keep moving on. I know December can kind of be, you know, somewhat an off month, although as we head to the end of the year, maybe not. What do you see on the horizon? Um, well, so I look at the month of December and sort of the period from Thanksgiving on, it's a good time to to reassess uh, what I'm doing as an investor and what am I looking for going forward, like what's coming next year. Um, so some of the things I'm looking at on the horizon, I know we talk a lot about the Fed, and we do that because of what they're doing with interest rates right. and potential fallout in the economy. Correct. Um, but from what they've been saying the last couple of weeks and from some of the messaging we're getting more and more from policymakers is, they see an end to this rate hike cycle not too far down the road. Okay. Um, that pr- probably comes in the first or second quarter of next year. Um, and what they're talking about is an interest rate peak around 
five to five and a quarter percent. Okay. And we are at so, four what today? Four and a half? Four, four, well, we're four right now, and they're talking about next month. Uh, they make the next announcement on December 14th about going another 50 basis points to four and a half. Okay. Yeah, which means they're slowing it down from the three-quarter, three-quarter, three-quarter. So that's sending – does that send a signal to the markets that they like a lot? Well, yeah. It tells them that the end of the rate hike cycle could be could be coming and that, yes, and then the Fed is, is growing less worried about the pace of growth in inflation. Doesn't okay. mean they don't think it's still going, but they're, they're a little less worried. So, yes, the markets will like – uh, the Fed slowing down the pace of rate hikes. I also know there's some on the Fed because you send me all sorts of updates and I read those and you know we go back and forth on things. There's also some folks in the inner circle, if you would, that feel like enough is enough already. They'd like to see things stop where they're at. What do you think about that side of it? And what do you think that means? Yeah, no, uh, I, I think that's, that's very fair. Um, I think some of those members are worried that it's possible they've gone too far. Now, you know, I think one of the things the Fed's very worried about right now, Jerome Powell in particular, is going to be his legacy. They already said inflation is going to be transitory, and they're wrong on that. Um, and so now, because they didn't do anything late last year when they could have, and they waited, it's become a bigger problem. And so now they're worried about repeating mistakes that the Fed made in the 70s, where they started cutting rates too soon, and then inflation shot back up. Mm. So if, if anything, they're going to stop and they're going to hold for a while and see how this plays out. And, you know, and like we talked about, they've even said it takes six to eight months before it even shows up in the economy. So we're just experiencing sort of those first few rate hikes, and it's going to take a while before the, the most recent ones are, are really felt. Scott, um, but, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yep. No, 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 Andy, go. Fire away. Oh, I just want to say, isn't the only reason, though, that inflation is just beginning to ease is because of crashing demand around the world? I mean, really, what we've done yeah. is we, we've hammered the economies around the world. We're hammering our economy here. We're laying people off going into a holiday season, which I don't remember the last time I've seen that. I think that demand is only going down, and that's going to lower inflation. I don't see any positive thing that's been done by government, especially no, to help inflation at correct. all. No, you're, you're correct. And you know, John and I have been talking about this, too. A big part of the problem why we have a bunch of this massive inflation we're experiencing right now is because of a bunch of the additional spending packages that were put in place last mm-hmm. year. They, just, they, they took it way too far, and they created all this excess demand that wasn't there, and the system just couldn't keep up. And so when the system can't keep up and inventories get depleted, you know, Supply and demand. Things when you can't get supply, things start costing more. And so now, what's happening is we're paying the price for that, uh, and it's painful. And so what you're seeing in particular is tech companies who may have overhired or, or over budgeted going forward because they thought, hey, this demand, this COVID type demand, is going to stay in place. It, it's not because that excess spending is disappearing. So they overhired. And now they're having to, to, they'll probably wind up overfiring is, is typically what plays out. But yeah, it's, it's, a, and it's a really painful time, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving time to, to be firing people. It's never good. And yet they're doing it. They're, you know, I, I don't think, and, and I had this question come up a couple of weeks ago, Scott, is, you know, why do folks do that? I think Andy even asked that. Why do, well, you know, why do businesses do that? At the end of the year, well, because they've got 
P&Ls. They've got stockholders. They've got different things they're trying to accomplish by the end of the year. And if that's what it takes for them to make all their numbers, that's what they'll do, right? It's, it's that. And then the other side of it is people start budgeting for what next year's going to look like. And Good point. So, because exact, exactly that, when they're trying to make sure they get their numbers for this year, and they're like, okay, well, how are we going to get there next year? Well, let's, you know, let's fire a bunch of people and see if we can, we can save money here and maybe we can spread this work out and we can have less people doing more and still get there on the numbers. Now, whether or not it always works out that way, theory and practice wind up being two different things. Scott? That, that's what. Sorry. <laughs> I keep cutting you off. I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry. I haven't done this with you in a while. Um, if you got companies already laying people off going into the holidays, and then you're going to have companies laying off their holiday help, obviously, going into January, isn't that going to be an awful lot of people out of work going into January? What does that bode for the economy? Yeah, so that's not going to be great for the economy. Um, you know, again, you have to remember last year we had 5.7% GDP growth, which was almost triple what we had had in the decade prior to COVID. So, again, to me, like that points to way too much stimulus, way, you know, way too much demand created. Um, so right now our economy is running about flat. There's, there's pretty much no growth. Um, you know, what you're going to see is the economy is going to slow more. And, you know, it could, it could be kind of pretty slow for next year, too. That, that's what the Fed is trying to do. I mean, they're saying in so many words, you know, they're like, we can't uh, tell the government not to do what they're going to do in terms of fiscal spending, but we can offset it by using monetary policy and raising rates to crush, like, excess savings, excess demand that was created by that fiscal spending that we saw. So that's, that's what the Fed's trying to do. So... One of the things I shot to John was one of the things we look at thinking about next year is, you know, if the Fed rate hike cycle is going to end, we want to look at, you know, what are the outcomes for the S&P 500 index? How should investors be thinking about this? So we looked at the previous cycles uh, when this happened, when interest rates had been at least as high. And so there were seven different times between 1981 and 2018 that we had seen this. And the outcome we found, on average, the S&P, once the rate hike cycle peaks, within the next 12 months, it tends to average a 16% gain. Uh, and then 24 months later, the average gain is about 38%. I'm sorry, 36%. So that works out to about 18% annual. And then when they cut rates, 12 months later, the S&P gains about 1.1% on average. But... 24 months later, it's up about 28%. Hmm. So, again, the reason why it's lower when they cut rates is because people have started getting in in anticipation of that happening. Mm-hmm. But as scary as some of this seems and, you know, as, as bad as some of the economic fallout might be, when that happens, that's typically a catalyst for things like rate cuts to come down the pipe. And that usually winds up creating very good returns for people that can – Put money to work in the stock market and sit on it. Makes sense. Okay, so for folks listening, getting to the end of the year, they're thinking about doing different things financially speaking. What are some things you would suggest they look at? Yeah, so um, one thing in particular I would look at, I would look at investing in the S&P 500 uh, ETF, that is SPY as a ticker symbol. Um, and some other names I've said before that, you know, no matter good economy, bad economy, you're going to do well. Things like Coca-Cola, 
because, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I love a cherry Coke, and I'm going to keep drinking them good times are bad. Um, McDonald's, you know, I think if people are tight on their budgets, I don't know if it's the healthiest food for you, but it does offer a value proposition for people looking to save money. Um, you know, at Bristol-Myers, people are still going to need to use medicines, no matter things are good or bad. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway. Berkshire is a great way to invest in a bunch of different companies and have a diversified portfolio. Uh, those are names I would concentrate on because they're, they're just steady, eddy sort of companies that generate a lot of income, and they, they pay dividends to stockholders. Not Well, not Berkshire so much, but the other ones do. Berkshire collects dividends from all the companies that invest in. Interesting. How do they find you, Scott? What's the best way to do that? Sure. Stansberryinvestor.com. Uh, come check out all of our free stuff. Come check out our paid stuff. We're there to help a little guy. All right. Scott, as always, we appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to you, your family. Have a great day tomorrow. Thank you guys so much. Same to you. You betcha. We appreciate it very much. High Five Plumbing is next. Again, the last thing you want is a plumbing problem during the holidays. But if you have one, here's the number to call, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Water is your number one enemy in your home. You need to solve the problem immediately so it doesn't get worse. Schedule service with High Five Plumbing. Call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Service that ends with a high five. Starts with a team that prioritizes excellence. I want to tell you about the High Five guy. He was here Friday night, and all I needed was a swap out of my uh, garbage disposal. He said, I can do that, but he says, how old is this house? I said, 18 years old. He said, I don't know who did this, but they put the garbage disposal on the wrong side. It's never going to drain. You have drainage problems. And I said, yes. And he reconfigured all that over and above putting the garbage disposal in. And he was well past 6 p.m. being here. His name was John. And I'm going to tell you, that company is a number one. So uh, they have my endorsement. I'll never call anyone else. Call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. All right, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Don't forget to ask about their Absolute Advantage membership. But if you need anything through the holiday, here's their number, 720-526-0231. Everyone is coming home for the holidays. It's the one time of year you get to see most of your family. So don't let your furnace ruin your time together. Get a furnace tune-up from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air now and find out what you're really depending on to last you through the season. When you're running your furnace every year without getting it looked at professionally, you can never be sure it will really last you through the winter. Don't risk facing the longest wait times for furnace repair during the busiest time of the year. Make sure your time is spent with family, not chasing down the repairman. For KLZ listeners only, Absolute is offering $59 furnace tune-ups. Ensure the comfort of the holidays with the confidence of Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Schedule your tune-up now. Call 720-526-0231. 720-526-0231. Or visit klzradio.com today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, folks, also that time of the year where you may be looking at some donations, some, you know, tax-wise to help you out that way. And if that's you and or you just want to save babies, Save the Storks is the place to do that. Go to SaveTheStorks.com. Colorado continues to promote the abortion industry in unthinkable ways. An abortionist who makes millions is raising $500,000 to build out a second abortion clinic in our state where babies' lives will be taken up to the time of birth. And if that isn't shocking enough, 
your tax dollars are being used to build more abortion clinics all over Colorado, preying on women in unplanned pregnancies. I'm Diane Ferraro, CEO at Save the Storks, a pro-life ministry that is stepping in with love and compassion to show these women the truth about their pregnancy. Do not give up hope and do not give in to the abortion industry. Your gift will support critical missions and initiatives that are saving the lives of the unborn. Right now, when you sign up as a monthly partner with Save the Storks, you'll receive a free t-shirt that you can wear to show your support of our pro-life ministry. Your gift will help us raise funds for a mobile medical unit that will serve women right here in Colorado. Please give today to help us get this medical unit into production by this December and on the road by early next year. Visit SaveTheStorks.com now and mention KLZ or KLTT. Visit SaveTheStorks.com now. You don't like the way your business has trapped you into working an overtime job every week. John Rush teaches folks in your situation to get out from under their companies using his 40 years of industry experience. Your operation isn't fully functional, at least not with the way it's been going. John Rush will help you fix that by bringing his own knowledge to the table. You're an expert in your industry, so give that job to someone else whose hourly is not as costly as yours should be. John wants you to make your operation run for you. Email John Rush now at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. This isn't Rage Radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Never's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Normally, I would have Drew Allen on to defend himself because that's what I usually do. I don't usually pick on folks, especially somebody like Drew, because I like Drew, and he comes on here quite a bit. Uh, you know, he's a guest of ours. He wrote an article uh, in, his, you know, in his blog here of, of late where he likes everything Elon's done, but he wonders how much of a free speech person Elon Musk really is. And the example that he uses is Elon has not, that's what I wanted to talk about, don't have a lot of time, but Elon has not reestablished Alex Jones' Twitter account. Right. So Drew kind of feels like, wait a minute, you know, Elon, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. You'll reinstate Donald Trump and a lot of other folks that were kicked off of Twitter, but you're not going to reinstate Alex Jones. Now, this is where Drew and I would disagree. I wouldn't reinstate Alex Jones either. Okay. Personally, I would not. I, I got just full disclosure. I haven't listened to Alex Jones. I know nothing about him. I just wouldn't do it knowing the lawsuit that Alex is in, knowing that you could potentially end up being, I don't know that as a platform, they would drag you into any kind of a lawsuit going down the road. But when somebody's had... The experience that Alex has had and now has all the legal problems he has, he's got a $1 billion-plus lawsuit against him right now. If you're Elon Musk, why would you want to touch that? Fair, I, fair enough. I don't think Donald you'd Trump want to. Donald Trump has lawsuits against not, him. Not, not judgments that are over a billion dollars, Andy. No, now, he is doesn't. Now, is this some of the shooting that was in Florida? Yes, where Alex claimed that it was all a conspiracy and the government did it and blah, blah, blah. It was now, all, he said it was fake. Didn't even didn't even happen. Okay, but that's ludicrous. But you can say ludicrously stupid things. That's ludicrous. I mean, there are people who say the Earth is flat. There are people who say the Holocaust mm-hmm. never happened. Correct. There are people who say ludicrous things, but they're not being sued and have over a billion dollars in judgments. That's the difference, in my opinion. Well, it is an incredibly hurtful thing to say 
to the people who went through it. Who hurt, lost hurt, hurtful loved enough that he has again he he went to court, lost, and has judgments over a billion dollars against him now. Alex does. So this is again where I and maybe others would would agree with Drew, and I, I just happen to disagree. If I'm a business owner like Elon, and I own a platform like Elon has, I want to stay as far away from something like that as I can, personally. Well, I will say this. I mean, look, let's look at Trump by comparison. Trump has said nothing that even begins to compare to that. No. So first of all, you can't just equate them and say, well, if you're going to let this one in, you got to let that one in. They are not one and the same. Not even close. First of all, not one and the same. Correct. Uh, Secondly... But he, but Alex Jones is not calling on violence against anyone. No, he's just a nut job. Right. Sorry for all of you that love Alex. More power to you. I don't. I think Alex is a nut job. I don't. I don't know anything about him beyond that story. I think in that story, he clearly was. Well, a nut uh, let job. me rephrase that. I think. I just don't know. Sorry if you've got him. little kids in the in the you know, in the car probably cover yours. But Alex is a conspiracy whore. That's all he is. Okay. He, he lives on conspiracy theories that gain him clicks and gain him viewership and gain him money at the end of the day. So he, he's really nothing more than just a conspiracy peddler. That's how I see Alex Jones. Sorry. Any, well, you, of you, any of you out there that love him, more power to you. I don't. So you mean he's an even worse version of the radio host we were talking about yesterday? Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Al, Al, and we all know. I mean, again, this is why Alex has over a billion dollars worth of judgments against him i mean really at the end of the day what does alex have to go on twitter and even say at this point what does a guy that's got that many judgments against him say i'm sorry i was wrong i was stupid what do you say let let me play devil's advocate what is the harm of him being able to speak freely on twitter if he goes down that same path all over again do you want to be associated with all of that yeah but if if i have an open platform how am i associated with Somebody saying mean, terrible, and obviously no, cra- crazy I, wrong. I things. get where you're coming from, but how how am I connected to that? I, I I'm not siding with the other guy. I, I no, actually I, kind of agree with you on this, but I'm trying to take the devil's yeah. No, I, I get it, and that's what Drew would probably say: is if you're going to do one versus the other, you're going to claim to be an open platform. Blah blah blah. I mean, if you call for violence against groups, then I immediately want you gone. Correct. Okay. Correct. And I, and this is where it gets iffy with Alex because even though he has not personally done any of that some of his followers have that's where it gets really weird with him because he's just a goofball folks sorry Alex Jones is a goofball totally and again he's a he's a say what it is he's a a click whore he's a conspiracy guy that just wants clicks okay but can you hold him accountable for the fact that some of his followers say bad things I mean, when you put a post out there, I think Alex you're not ins- accountable for all the all the uh, posts that people put on it. I think given where Alex, this is why he's had judgments against him, given the position that Alex is in, or even somebody like myself is, when you can put things out that you know are going to incite your followers to do certain things, you have a huge responsibility that I don't think Alex understands he has. Okay. Well, once again, you, uh, you know 10 times more about Alex than I do. I, I know more than I want to. Okay. <laughs> Let's say it that way. I, I just remember that he, you know, what he said, you know, about the Florida shooting was ridiculous. And that's just one example. And Charlie knows this. I mean, it's just one example of the outlandish things that Alex says on an ongoing basis. Again, I get it. Alex does it to get clicks, to get Shock views, jock. to make money. He, he's, yeah, he is a Howard Stern, right, 
on that end of things, o- only in a way that incites violence at the end of the day and, and really is harmful to people when it's all said and done. Let's say it that way. Okay. So in that case, do I agree with Elon Musk? Yes, I do. Drew and I will have to just disagree. I'll have Drew on at some point and we'll talk about it because it'll be good to hear his, hear his thoughts. One last quick question, and then we go to break. What about a congresswoman in, from California who tells her followers to get in the face of people at restaurants, press yeah. up against them, make I, them uncomfortable? Yeah, no, I would, I would not allow them on either. Yeah. That's just me, but I don't that's own it. That's fomenting violence. I agree, and I don't own it, so that's not my decision. But American National Insurance is next, folks. Got to be insured. Got to have the proper insurance on everything you own. House, autos, you name it. And most drivers out there running around today, you'll hear the figures, uh, literally, four, five, six out of ten do not have insurance that are driving around Colorado right now. It gets worse every year. Make sure you are properly insured. 303-662-0789. Almost one in six drivers is uninsured in Colorado. That's not something you want to hear going into the colder months. Work with Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance and get back what the accident actually cost you with the right policy accounting for the total expense. Your chances of getting into an accident increase substantially when the temperatures drop. Facing snow, ice, slick conditions, and a slew of uninsured drivers, you should be covered in the case that you got into a wreck right now because you never know. Paul Lewinberger makes you financially whole in the worst case scenario with the proper coverage. Shorter days mean that you're at an increased risk for more of the day. Sufficient coverage is the bare minimum, but the right coverage should make you financially whole again. Call Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance right now at 303 662-0789. Again, 303-662-0789 and secure yourself financially today. Stay up to date with Rush to Reason after the show on Twitter at Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. The 5 o'clock hour is almost here. We're going to do two movies. We've got Strange World and what's the second one, Andy? Uh, the second one is Devotion. And by the way, folks, I know you're interested to hear about Strange World. Please listen to the Devotion review. You're going to yeah. want to hear so it. So don't, don't just turn it off after we do the first one. You want to hear the second one. You're definitely going to want to hear but it. But we are going to talk about Disney's new movie, Strange World, when we come back. So you, a lot of you with kids are going to want to tune in. So stay with us. We're not going anywhere. We'll be right back. Andy, Charlie, and I, this is our last hour here before Thanksgiving. And yes, we'll be back after Thanksgiving. But last hour before Thanksgiving. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.